What the devil was that? What the hell? So if there is something strange going on in the department, then that could account for the behavior of the... Do you hear something? If by something you mean the coyotes and the other noises, then yes. Don't tell me you're scared of camp out. No, like someone walking around. Are you starting to spook yourself? <laughs> I once knew a kid who could... Shh. There's someone out there. Hand me the flashlight. Come on now, Dean. Here. <gasps> oh, Deputy Danden. <laughs> Deputy Danden, is it? How nice of you to join us. Interim Sheriff Gladys Sharp has asked me to fetch you all back to town. Everett Johnson is dead. Dead? How? Please follow close to me since the roads are tricky at night. How? Please just follow me. Gladys would explain everything. Well, we'd like to, but I think we killed the battery by leaving the lights on to look for firewood. You don't happen to have room for two more, do you? Y'all can ride in the truck bed. I don't allow riders in my cab. But... Lead the way. But what about the truck? Why the truck bed? What the hell was he doing sneaking around here like that? We didn't even hear him so, how far down the road are you parked? Sure is dark out here. I can't even see him. Okay, maybe he wasn't that far away. You don't think he's going to uh, try to run us down, do you? I didn't think so a minute ago, but this adds a nice twist to things. Agents, we really should be getting gone. There's a lot of wildlife out in these parts that aren't especially scared off easily. If you take the drift. I guess we go along for the ride and see what happens. Aren't you the brave one?
That'll be all, Deputy. You can go on home. I don't think we'll have any more problems tonight. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Good night, agents. Thanks. Deputy? Good night. Thank you for coming back in from the field, agents. I know Everett told some tales, and he spoke out of turn as far as folks around these parts are concerned. But, well, that's why I sent Deputy Dandon home. Everett isn't the only one who's going to end up speaking out of turn. Deputy Sharp. That's acting Sheriff Sharp. <laughs> okay. Sheriff. We understand that Everett Johnson was found dead in his cell, and a dead steer was found outside. Something like that, Agent Cooper. Whatever happened, that steer died right along with Everett. There are things going on in this town. Always have been. Things are getting stranger lately, and I've lived here all my life. Everett was a close personal friend of mine. He just took on strange when he started getting older. Playing jokes was normal for him, and he and the sheriff had a few run-ins over the years. Sheriff Kyle ain't from these parts. So we had his share of snipe hunts and false alarms at the hands of Everett and the expense of his reputation in town. Lately, Everett had seemed to be changing his mind about the sheriff, though. He was bringing him in, considering him a townie, if you catch my meaning. Every day for the past month, Everett had been trying to get the sheriff out to his place to have dinner have a beer. You know, real male bonding stuff. Do you have any ideas why he was trying to get close to Sheriff Kyle? The steers, of course. The missing cattle. The singing steers. All of them. The missing ones, the dead ones. He wouldn't have taken the sheriff on to the mountain if he wasn't going to talk to him. Everyone knew by the way Sheriff Kyle was going about his investigation that he wasn't ready for the truth about the steers. The truth? And what is that exactly? Well, Everett probably put too dramatic a twist on things. That was just his way. But what he told Agent Dean was essentially true. Steer that go missing end up on the mountain, making an awful noise and... Most end up in pieces or inside out somehow's. Ah. <laughs> You're telling me that the whole town is aware of this, and you let the sheriff run around looking into dead ends? Why? Why would a whole town of cattle ranchers just let their steer go wander off and end up dead? There's no logic to it. You don't understand. They were left to wander off. Time was we all used to try to fight it. We used to keep them pinned up when they started to show signs of needing to leave. It's not all of them, you see. The other cows, they sort of keep away from the singers. It's like one day they're a herd, and the next they are two. The singing steers and the normal ones. You know, the ones that go off to slaughter when the time comes. It sounds like the singing steer are the smarter of the bunch. I don't know about that. 
I'm a cattle rancher, born and raised. These animals are born for market. If they know it, then they accept the fate. What the other steer do is just unnatural. Like I said, we used to try and fight it. It's like they're following some call. They'd get all agitated and buck at the gate and crowd up against the gate till they'd be killing each other by crushing up against it. Other steer, the normal ones, would get in the way or get so spooked that they'd end up in their own tizzy. Then we'd have two sets of steer wanting to get out. One trying for the mountain, one trying for anywhere but where they were. Folks were getting near killed trying to keep them pinned in. There was nothing we could do but watch for the separation and then let that group go on up the mountain. It was usually only a couple from each herd, maybe 15 total at any given time. Folks just started planning for it to happen and just accepted it. Like Everett probably told you, it's been going on since our parents were kids. And no one ever went up to sea? No one found out what was happening up there? Oh, there were some who followed the steer early on. One or two actually made it back in one piece. The others were just never seen again. I think those were the lucky ones. Them that came back ended up going mad. Crazy. Talking about the steer being killed. Being turned outside in, steer singing like a choir of demons in the night. They wasted away in the end. I think Everett was starting to feel the effects of that. Why would you say that? He looked perfectly fit to me. No apparent adverse effects of whatever he went through, save for the uh, laceration on his head. If you'd have been here a month ago, you'd have seen a different man. Everett, as you saw him, how much would you say he weighed? Oh, I don't know. Uh, approximately 200... 220 pounds? Everett was always a heavy person. He was a fat child and a fat adult. A month ago, that man weighed nigh on 290 pounds if he was an ounce less. If you don't believe me, check his home for his pictures. Ask anyone in town. He had the wasting, I tell you. Whatever he seen or heard or had done to him up there, it affected him in that way. So we have a long-term unexplained phenomenon whereby the local cattlemen's steer were abducted and slaughtered, a protected region where those who trespassed were either lost like the sheriff appears to be, or inflicted with some debilitating disease, and we have the reoccurrence of the disease in that recent case that being Everett Johnson. I assume in a town such as this that most everyone has their own vet on staff at the ranches? Did you call anyone in particular to come collect the steer involved in Everett's death? Actually, it's down at the county morgue. I have them put it on ice there until we find out whose steer it is and whether it's one of the singing steer or a recent one gone missing. I'll head there to look over the animal and begin a preliminary autopsy. Okay, Cooper, I'll call you if I find anything more on this end. I'll stop by there with some coffee in the morning. That is quite a partner you have there. This is actually our first assignment together. You'll want to keep an eye on that one. 
She sees more than she says, but denies it to herself. Are we done? Can't sit around jawing all night long. Out of town to protect and serve. Shows multiple lacerations with cauterization. So you see here, it looks like the cow just died of internal hemorrhaging. Strange way to kill an animal. Have you been able to determine the ranch it comes from? Actually, no. The brain has been defaced too much for definite identification. Defaced? It's been burned off almost completely. There's almost no sign of it left. Take a look for yourself. It looks like it's been cut away, but by layers. Look at how the skin within the site looks hollowed out. Like someone whittled the skin away until the mark was gone? Yes, but the site was then sealed shut by burning the injury. It looks like a powder burn, like it was cauterized. It only delayed the cow's death, though. The internal injuries the cow suffered would have all but killed it, even with treatment. Covering this wound to stop the bleeding only prolonged the cow's suffering. And explain a few other things about this case. Is Everett Johnson's body here? Oh, yes, sir. Initially, my professional opinion was a heart attack. Hmm. <laughs> Everett was never going to die of anything but obesity-related heart disease. Deputy <sighs> Acting Sheriff Gladys said that Everett had lost a great deal of weight recently. He certainly did, about ten years too late to save him. But I think I found the cause of his sudden transformation. He was losing weight from the inside out. Come on, you'll have to see this to understand. Right this way. Okay, thanks. I'll be in touch. Good morning. I'll take two coffees, one black, one with cream and sugar. That'll be two dollars, hon. Really? Great. Thank you. Have a great day. You too, hon. Watch your step. Um, okay. Thanks. What the- Whoa, look out! I told you to watch your step. Yes. Um, thank you. Special Agent Dean. You would do well to avoid drugs like caffeine. Are you the receptionist from Shady Acres? Ms. Lily McGraw, owner and proprietor. This is my friend Amos. Pleased to meet you. I understand now why you fit into the cupboard under the desk. Dwarfism is not a disability, Agent Dean. It is merely an uncommon perspective on the universe. I meant no disrespect, Miss McGraw. Amos and the baby carrier. Is that part of the womb therapy also? Amos seeks to experience motherhood, Agent Dean. The most pure experience that any human can undergo. Our relationship is mutually beneficial. He is the surrogate mother, and I am the surrogate child. We are dynamic opposites. Amos so very large, and I so very small. 
We are a tribute to each other in many dimensions. I'm glad you've both been lucky enough to find someone who so perfectly complements your particular needs. We consider ourselves blessed, Agent Dane. Well, have a good day, Miss McGraw. Amos? It looks like his body was rotting away from the inside. There's a clear channel cut through his leg between his subdermal layers and his muscle tissue. Not necessarily rotten. More like liquefying and draining out through several open wounds on his legs. Liposuction? Hmm. Not likely. The end result's the same, though. He was slowly melting away. Melting away the pounds? Sounds like a new diet plan. I take it you're talking about Everett Johnson? Dr. Lewis, allow me to present my partner on this investigation. Dean, what happened to you? Is that coffee all down your front? We'll talk about that later. What have you found? Anything useful? The cow found outside the jail was sick. Very sick. On the verge of dying sick. Someone cauterized a wound which appears to have been inflicted on the animal for the purpose of obscuring the ranch brand. The wound itself is best described as a whittled incision. It had to have been very painful for the animal, which would go right along with your uh, newfound interest in PETA and cows. Regardless, there were other internal injuries to the cow as well, which resulted in large-scale organ disruption and internal hemorrhaging. It was only a matter of time until the cow died. I called an associate at Big Spring Airport who was able to confirm some anomalous weather conditions for the night of the sheriff's disappearance, as well as a pattern of con formations which are typically seen during incidents of paranormal activity. I'm sorry, a para who's... Agent Dean, your direction in this situation may be flawed, and I think that further discussion along these lines should be tabled until present evidence can be discussed at length. I'm sorry, he isn't talking about Spaceman, is he? No, Dr. Lewis, he is not. I am not following any direction at this point, Cooper. I'm investigating all options. The fact that particular atmospheric anomalies are seen as a predictable means of determining paranormal activity... Lenticular cloud formations are typical in higher elevations, such as the mountains and hills where the sheriff went missing, and are often mistaken for extraterrestrial activity. Wow. I'm impressed. 
You really have done some homework on me. I'm touched, really. But you see, the operative word here is extraterrestrial. I said paranormal, as in spirits, ghosties, and other things that go bump in the night. Native Americans have several legends and myths. Oh, brother. Seriously, you have to start looking at a bigger picture. Even ruling out what you might consider nonsense will help us to narrow our possible solutions even further. If you rule out the impossible, you only have the improbable to discredit before finding the truth. Oh! As opposed to ruling out the preposterous first taking the obvious as the answer immediately. Sometimes the obvious answer is the one that is the most incorrect. If you two are finished, I think you might want to take a look at this. The average human brain weighs about two pounds. It's made up of firm and convoluted mass of fatty tissue. Everett's brain has liquefied. What could possibly do that? My guess, and educated or not, It's just a guess. Whatever was melting the fat out of his body got into his head. I'll send samples out to Wilmington. They have a lab there. Thank you, Doctor. Let us know when the results are back. Will do. Meantime, I'm going to get this here fellow back on ice. I don't want to have any advanced decomposition to deal with. If you don't need him any longer... No, that's fine. Thank you, Doctor. So, what was that about? You got a little hot on the collar in there. In the future, please try to keep your personal theories personal. As in, not public. I did not join the Bureau to hunt aliens and discuss ghosts Hey, okay, I get it. Calm down, I understand. You don't want to jeopardize your credentials with the local law enforcement as well as with the Bureau. This is a one-time assignment for you, and I'll tone down my usual zeal for the unknown. Will that work? Really, I'm not trying to make things hard for you. You can just be so... How do I put this? Extreme. You still haven't told me how you came to be wearing your coffee. More specifically, it's your coffee. Someone tried to play bumper cars with me this morning. I'm not certain it was a case of bad driving. The coffee cashier warned me to watch my step just seconds before it happened. Yeah, and then she reminded me and closed up shop and walked away. Did you get a plate number? No, it was turning a corner when I got up. I couldn't be certain, but it looked like a male, Caucasian, mid to late 40s driving. But you couldn't be certain. What? I have an unnatural attention to details. But no license plate? He was turning the corner. It was a glare. I was picking myself up off the sidewalk. Witnesses? The only one on the street was the coffee lady. Then Lily McGraw from Shady Acres came across with her friend Amos. Don't tell me. They didn't see anything either. Come on. Let's head back to the sheriff's office to see if Gladys has any new information for us. There was a glare!
Well, that's strange. The door's locked. Locked? Isn't there closed? Even in a small town like this with no current detainees, you'd think they'd leave somebody on duty. The shades are drawn, and I can't see inside clearly. It looks like someone is there. Is it Gladys? Knock on the window and see if she'll answer. I don't think she's alone. I think she's... at a desk, but there is someone walking around. It, it looks like they just went down the back hallway. Toward the cell block. Wait a minute, she just fell over. Gladys? Gladys! That's coming from the back of the station. I'll go around back and check it out. Gladys! This is Agent Cooper with the FBI. I'm going to break the glass on the door. Gladys! Gas. Oh, crap. Dean! Oh, no. Not again. You're not going to have to kill twice. Cooper! Oh, Gladys! Oh, Lord! Cooper! You have been listening to The X-Files. The cast in order of appearance, Bill Holweg as Everett Johnson, David Subkoyak as Agent Alex Dean, Era Pelodi as Agent Kara Cooper, Mark Kalita as Deputy Danden, Julie Hoverson as Gladys Sharp, M. Ciro Garcia as The Doctor, Shannon Hilchey as The Coffee Vendor. Music in this episode includes selected pieces by Amy Abdu, Kevin McLeod, Angelo Baldawamente, and Mark Snow. This is a fan fiction podcast, and all rights remain the property of their respective owners. Broken Sea Audio Productions provides all audio podcasts free of charge, and no copyright infringement is intended. This has been a Broken Sea Audio Production.
Philippa Ballantyne has taken you to worlds of flesh and horror, walked you through Renaissance England and the realm of the Fae. But now she takes you somewhere no patio book has ever been. New Zealand. Step into the alternate history of Aotearoa, where magic and madness go hand in hand, where ancient power threatens to tear the world apart, where a reluctant sorceress is our last hope. Visit weatherchild.com or subscribe to iTunes.